Hi, my name's John Kasher and welcome to Cash Talk, where there'll be no boundaries and a lot of straight talk. All things money, business, and just everyday stuff. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Cash Talk. Today I'm joined by a very special guest and good friend of mine, Lexi Smith. Lexi is a lover of ice lattes, spreadsheets, a mama and mentor of financial planning students. She's a former financial advisor who now focuses on helping women and their plus ones become better at money, money using cash flow critiques. Working with Lexi, you'll also get a dose of financial education, a sprinkle of money mindset, a recipe for an exciting financial future. Lexi, thanks for joining me on today's episode. How are you? Thank you so much for inviting me. I love doing podcasts. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And and for people people that are watching or listening, um, you know, me and Lexi work in this kind of similar field. Um, you know, we're working with. I kind of do more of the holistic stuff. Uh, Lexi's really kind of focusing on um, just cash flow, and you know, she has got a little bit of a specialty in regards to doing this in the industry as well, too. And um, you know, it's a matter of around um, putting our brains together to try and provide some really valuable tips and tricks and some insights today. Um, so hopefully, uh, you everyone enjoys. So, Lexi, without any further ado, um, how, tell everyone how you get got into working in this space and why you're so passionate about it. It started probably back in 2004 when I decided that I was going to be a financial advisor. And I think what I thought I was getting myself into was very different to what I actually got into. So what I'm doing now, I think, is what I have always wanted to do. Um, And that's really just helping people be better with money. I think we spend so much time earning money and then just blowing it. And for what real purpose? Like it's nice to have a good time and everything, but money is very, very powerful um, Mm -hmm. and it can help you achieve so many different things that you want to in life. So managing that is so important. Yeah, and and so for everyone, Lexi, are you now a financial advisor or where are you at with that? Maybe just explain to them like how that works in regards to, you know, financial advisor and now kind of, you know, I'm doing what you're doing. How'd you end up here? So I was an advisor for 10 years and now I am not an advisor. I am not licensed to provide any financial advice. If I get someone turn up on my doorstep that needs financial advice, I refer them on to people like you, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, So I sit in this space now between financial counselling, which is a free service in Australia and not a lot of people seem to know about it. And that's really good for people that are up to their eyeballs in debt and they're really struggling with money Mm -hmm. and then there's the other end of the spectrum which is financial planning Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's really great for people who have Mm -hmm. a lump sum to invest they need advice on super on insurance that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then there's this huge gap in the middle where Mm -hmm. people don't necessarily have uh, the money to to get Mm -hmm. financial advice but they're also not at that other end of the spectrum where you know they are still earning good money they're doing what they want to be doing they have a comfortable mm-hmm. lifestyle. They're okay financially, but mm-hmm. they don't realize how much better they could be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the space that I sit. So mm-hmm. does that answer your question, John? Yeah, I think so. And I think there's also probably a little bit of a further thing is in regards to, I think it, you've become like that specialist that that really kind of what's going in and what's going out and understanding what goes on around that. It's not just the numbers. And I know you're a lover of spreadsheets like we've, we've told people, but it's a matter of, 
you know, the, the mindset stuff of that. So if people haven't thought, uh, listened to it before or watched it before, you can go to the um, mindset, I think it's episode three, uh, where I'm talking around money mindset. And Lexi really kind of understands that it's more than just the spreadsheets and really focusing on, you know, what goes in and what goes out. And obviously as a financial advisor, you know, cash flow is a, is a core aspect of, of what we need to do. And if you don't get the cash flow right, you're not really setting yourself up for where you need to be. And so, you know, Lexi's really working with those kind of, I'm, I hate to use the word like foundational kind of clients, but it's the ones that like literally just need to get their cash flow under control to really go to that next level where they've got mm. that surplus in cash flow and really saying, okay, well, what do we do with it? You know, are we yeah. allocating it towards destroying debts? Are we allocating it towards investments? What are we doing with that? And what's the game plan moving forward? Really elevating them, those people from, you know, not knowing to knowing and then having a surplus to then engage with a financial advisor to kind of, you know, propel them and achieve their financial goals and where they want to achieve. So um, that's, that, that, that's, that's really good for sharing that. And um, so getting into cash flow now, and I'm talking about like the intricacies of cash flow and, and, and people, you know, some people say, you know, it's a budget, it's a cash flow. I like using Ooh, cash flow because, because it's word. money. I hate the word budget as well too. It's It sounds like some weird diet, but, you know, it's money going in, money going out is what we're talking about now, yeah? yeah? And so doing after doing this for many, many years, what would you say is some common problems or some pitfalls that you see that people are, are, are doing that they may not even be aware of? I think just not taking an interest and not spending time to learn and understand. So I see mm -hmm. really simple things happen and that slight adjustment can make such a huge difference to someone's financial position. So more often than not, I'm seeing people that have home loans and have mm -hmm. offset accounts and mm -hmm. then hold their savings elsewhere. So mm -hmm. from a numbers point of view, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So that I, I ran the numbers for someone just recently and just mm -hmm. by moving their savings into their offset account, firstly, they were gonna repay their loan much sooner because of the impact of that. But um, the, I guess the annual benefit to them was like $3,000. So yeah. that's not a little bit of money. That's a lot of money. Mm. Um, so mm. that's just one tiny thing that if, if you don't know, you don't know. So it's not until mm. someone, an outsider, has a look at mm. your structure and what mm. you've got going in and out and also knows what people in a similar life stage as you, what mm. their setup is to be able mm -hmm. to make that comparison because money is mm -hmm. certainly something that most people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to understand that your grocery bill of $300 a week, that's actually pretty reasonable for mm -hmm. a young family. And to mm -hmm. then not focus on all of your time and effort on getting that one thing down when you could do something as simple as move some money around um, to get an even bigger benefit. So this stuff is not rocket science, but it's not mm -hmm. until someone who has that expertise and that knowledge and is doing this day in, day out, for them mm -hmm. to cast an eye over everything, to then recommend such a small thing to make such a big impact. I think that I think that you fit the nail on the head. I think that one of the ones that I see as well too is just in regards to awareness, you know. Um, mm -hmm. They're worried about maybe the $300 grocery bill, which is pretty normal, but there's, you know, 500 bucks a week going out the back door in something else, you know? And so 
we recently uh, were working with a client and, and they were very much, you know, ready to go as a financial advisory client, but they first came to us and they only had about $1,100 a year in surplus, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, well, what can I kind of do with this? There's not much that I can do with the 1100 Like, there's got to be emergency funds. They've got to be, like, backup money here. 1100 bucks is not going to, like, even, you know, do nothing. <laughs> but by moving a couple of pieces and actually really dialing in on some of the a- 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 aspects, okay, we actually lifted that to forty five thousand dollars. So there was. I did 40... see your post about that. I was very yeah. impressed. So there was about forty four grand leaking out the back door, Lexi, and um, yeah. and I kind of said, you know, yeah, I'm amazed and I'm very happy with it, but like, how did it, you know? And for me, like, and you mm. who kind of do this often, um, I, one of the things that I would say is the biggest one is just clear, like, just awareness. You don't know what's leaking out, leaking out unless you kind of go through it. And then really dialing it in. And when I mean dialing it in, obviously a big thing that I know you do is in regards to obviously keeping them aware as well, which kind of is that kind of whole accountability thing. And so, you know, um, in our own worlds in doing cash flow, um, we're not accountable to anyone. It's our money, it's in our account, yeah. we do what we want to do with it. And there's no one kind of reminding you and saying, Hey, listen, you know, that's kind of leaking out the door. So, you know, I, you know, reiterate, you know people having money in wrong accounts, um, you know, but I think awareness and there's, there's two things about it. It's like one, you've got the person that's totally abyss to it, like just does not have a clue. And then mm. there's the one that knows about it, but just avoids it completely, you know? We know it's, yeah. And it's like, it'll fix itself. Well, yeah, it's not really going to do that unless you've got a system. And nothing someone changes if nothing changes. Correct. 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 Um, so, Probably the other one as well, too, that I get a fair bit um, is that there's all these different ways of doing this. Obviously, there's kind of like the percentage kind of rule. There's like the bucketing rule. There's the kind of all of these ways, you know, barefoot investor. There's all of this stuff. Is there a way? Is that no. the way? Okay. <laughs> cool. No. Okay. What works for one person will not work for another. Um, and that is because we are all so different. You know, what works for me in terms of keeping my house tidy is different from my neighbour. Um, what works for one person in terms of investing doesn't necessarily work for another. Paying down debt, what works for one person doesn't work for another. So I think it's about learning about the different ways and sometimes trialling them and seeing if they work for you. Uh, before mm-hmm. moving on and trying something else and then one day you'll find something and it just clicks mm-hmm. and your whole life changes and i've seen yeah. a lot of people who they've for example you mentioned the barefoot mm-hmm. investor they've read the book and they've taken some really great things out of that but when mm-hmm. it comes to the bank account setup mm-hmm. it's just a big mess for them like i've mm-hmm. seen someone with 21 bank accounts mm-hmm. who was spending everything that they, they were earning they were moving money into a savings and then straight back out basically and it was there were literally four thousand transactions for that year and there did not need to be that many transactions it became overwhelming and they got nowhere with it so just acknowledging that i've been trialing this i'm trying to do the right thing it's not working I need to try something else now. I think that is a really great first step. Just acknowledging that what you're doing now is not working. Let's try something different. And do you think that do you think that sometimes keeping it simple is is a good starting point? Like if you had to give a recommendation in regards to this, probably just like 
don't try and take over the world and renovate like the whole house. Yeah, let's just start yes. with one room and kind of work start our way. Draw. Yeah, like literally. I think that probably the other one that we find as well too is that they just, you know, try to change too much um, and it becomes a bit overwhelming. Like us as human beings and we talk around mindset, um, you know, we, we also don't like change. Like we're one of those ones that don't usually like a lot of change. So just incrementally and i think that when you talk around these percentages and all these separate accounts and all of this stuff yes there's systems that work like that and work really well but i think it's like that incremental change on, on, on making it as simple as possible and mm -hmm. and lexi as well too like a part of that's also tracking it and seeing where it goes is there any like applications or stuff or maybe some free tools that people like can can use to start just becoming aware of where their money goes, like that you maybe can point them in the right direction on? So the way um, that we do things at Moneyvine mm -hmm. is not with tracking apps um, mm -hmm. because for my clients are already very busy and they mm -hmm. don't want to be going in and categorizing transactions mm -hmm. and things. And that's where this cash flow critique comes in. So it's kind mm -hmm. of one of those things where you don't necessarily do anything all year and then there's a once a year like this checkpoint mm -hmm. where you look back and you see well what money's been spent where has mm -hmm. it gone because i'm certainly not here to tell anyone what to spend mm -hmm. or how much to spend it on mm -hmm. but it's bringing that awareness into mm -hmm. where your money is going and does that yeah. align with your values and where you want to mm -hmm. be spending money mm -hmm. and, and that's very important that's very important you picked up on sorry to interrupt and and, and for, okay. if you heard using the money to spend it like based on their values and i think yes, that and what makes you happy yeah and i think like that you know money is not the goal everyone it's the vehicle yeah. to the goal you know and it's and just a matter of not fix the problem correct so like trying to direct that money on what's purposeful and makes you happy is is a big thing um and all the way up through you know cash flow you know investing you know all the way through it's really to get to that position but i just wanted to kind of stop you on that so 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 for people that are on apps and stuff like that or they want to kind of start yeah and i know like you said around these check-in points um you know there is for example like money smart who have like budget planners there's there's like some apps that do do tracking and stuff like that um do you find that there's a reason why you don't maybe use the tracking apps. I know you said your people are time poor, but is there is there a, is it mainly because of that time poor element or you just found that they don't really add a lot of value to the situation? I think that it's one of those things that budgets, they work for some people, not everyone. Mm -hmm. Tracking apps, mm -hmm. they work for some people, not everyone. The, mm -hmm. the issue that I see with tracking apps in comparison to a cash flow critique is mm -hmm. very much around the insights it pulls out and that, that technology, it is getting better at categorizing and um, pulling out those key insights. Like as an example, I had someone recently who their biggest spend, their biggest pain was coming from the stores Anaconda and Rebel. And they knew exactly what I was talking about when I brought up those two stores. But if that had been all categorized into retail, it wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have had that discussion and it wouldn't have had the same impact. So mm -hmm. I think having a human mm -hmm. is always going to be a different experience mm -hmm. to using a computer for a similar mm -hmm. thing a bit like when we talk about and this is not necessarily mm -hmm. um what we're talking about today but you mm -hmm. would hear about robo advice mm -hmm. so financial mm -hmm. advice basically from a computer versus mm -hmm. the advice giving from you mm -hmm. they're completely different yeah and i think that that was kind of the 
big point as well too is just around that accountability and that essentially that also that sounding board as well too so yeah you know, i find that a lot of people like have heaps of google sheets or they have heaps of excel spreadsheets yeah but how many of them are actually getting used because they kind of lack that accountability or that feedback loop and so yeah. i think the biggest thing is lexi is probably what we're trying to get at is yes these tracking tools can be good yes these budget planners can be good but they're kind of like the starting point yeah mm. it's really that kind of check-in that's like okay well yes you've been spending it out of condo yes you've been spending a cat man do and how how do you feel about that and then how we, where can where can that be used okay so yeah. um we're not for listeners and viewers we're not here saying that they're they're, they're bad and like lexi was saying before you know the, what's good for some is good not good for others it's more around what do you do with that information and probably what Lexi sees and what I see a lot of as well is not utilizing that information, you know, just, um, or not utilizing it. Well, let's be honest. Yes. Yeah. And I think as well, um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. You continue. That's all right. That's all right. Sorry if I interrupted. I think the other one from my side of things, Lexi, well, you're getting your train of thought behind as well too. So one around keeping simple, simple solutions. So, you know, as you can probably see, we're not really around creating complex, you know, strategies in regards to the cash flow. The more harder it is, the worse it will be on you. And I you try to use the analogies, oh, everyone might want, you know, I don't know, to look good for summer and have rock solid abs for the beach or whatever it's going to be. But if I told you to do that, you need to do 5,000 sit-ups a day, you can only eat chicken and water and you need to sleep 20 hours a day. Like it's just unrealistic, yeah? Mm. And so sometimes I think when it comes to cash flow, um, especially, and even a lot of other things, they just overcomplicate it. A lot of people overcomplicate things. And it's a matter of just like being simple, like we said, starting off like in very like small increments and building up to that a position. And I think mm. ultimately to build in a system that feels like it's automated. Okay. That the money flows in, the money flows out. It's kind it of doesn't this, have not to be this, hard. Like everyone yeah. thinks that getting their finances in order is hard. It takes a little bit of time potentially and a few conversations, but then once it's done, it's done. Like your whole yeah. life changes and and tying in with mindset again, I have so many people where their setup or their, their banking structure, their, their automation is actually okay. And the problem lies in the mindset because they have always lived mm -hmm. paycheck to paycheck. So yeah. they think that their position is okay because they're comfortable. They're doing mm -hmm. what they want to be doing. They're sparing no expense when it comes to things like their kids. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, I think the power of knowing what else you could be doing and that paycheck to paycheck isn't the only option. Yep. That's when your eyes open and that's when everything changes. And that's the point. You have to find that one thing that you just kind of think, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Hmm. And then all of a sudden everything becomes easier. Agree. Agree. I think like anything, Lexi, it's 90% above the shoulders, yeah? And if you think about sport, if you speak about anything, yeah, um, most of the time we are our own problem. And, you know, yeah. I'm putting my hand up, you know, Lexi's probably thinking the same thing. And we're coming from, you know, advisors or former advisors who are saying this, this mental kind of barrier that people have, beliefs, barriers, whatever that may be, have an impact. I think that mindset's important. Getting that right, nailing that, yeah. Um, you know, keeping it simple, okay. Don't mm -hmm. need to, you know, overcomplicate things. You know, walk before you run. 
you know, mm-hmm. this whole multi-bank account, really complex systems. Yes, you might, you may end up getting there, okay? But, you know, build up. There's nothing stopping you while building up to those positions and then having it as simple to maintain as possible because, you know, yeah. we're talking about the setup here, but, you know, this is this is not, you know, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon, you know, and, yeah. and life, life is a marathon and it's a matter of, you know, refining that and we've got like lexi in our kind of financial advisory we've got like these saving targets that or surplus saving targets that we want for our clients Mm -hmm. and you know they're pretty high percentages where we want our clients to kind of hit and we know that when they're coming in it's coming in at like you know three four five percent surplus cash flow rate yeah but we know that that's not going to cut it but if we went from there to a 40 percent saving rate for example it's yeah. not going to happen. Like it's not going to happen. They're going to fall off. So building it up to a point where we're pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, even on that side takes and time. And finding ways to do that as well. Like I have seen people where what works for them is to just live off if for a couple, one person's income and, mm-hmm. and pretend that is their only income and completely mm-hmm. ignore the second person's income and just mm-hmm. save it. Like Correct. it can be as simple as that. That is, you know, just one uh, salary directed to a certain bank account mm-hmm. and you just live with very much within your means because you're living off one bank. So that just one sentence for one of your listeners, that might have been like the thing that, oh, we could do that. Let's try mm-hmm. that. Try it for a month and see what happens. Yeah, that's it. I think what we're trying to say to everyone is there's not one size fits all. Yeah, that's kind of the, the, the biggest one as well. And you've just yeah. got to find your way and and be patient um, because things don't happen overnight. They, they, they sometimes take a little yeah. bit of time. This stuff is not sexy and it's not a get rich quick scheme. Um, <laughs> you know, as I say, get rich slow. That's the way yeah. to go. And, and, it's, and, and probably a very... And, and a very, very important part, you know, cash flow, as much as you might want to go into investments and make motters, if your cash flow is no good, it'll be flying out the door quicker than you can make it, you know. So uh, it's very important, very important core. Uh, core and, and, and that's why I've even got Lexi on here as well too, to have a bit of a chat about cash flow and how important it is to both of us and some tips and some tricks for everyone uh, watching and listening as well. But Lexi, I want to uh, wrap it up there and just say thank you very much for joining me on this. Um, I really appreciate it. Always have, good having a chat and you know, deep diving into cash flow, which I know is a very much a strong passion of yours. Thank you so much for having me. That's all right. Thank you. And for everyone who wants to check out uh, Lexi as well too, you can find her on, on Instagram um, on Money Vine. Um, correct. If you want to just, Lexi, what's the exact handle on there? Is it at moneyvine.au? Uh, dot au there you go all right um and thank you very much cheers